Those are fun. Those are lasers. Yeah. Lasers are really cool. They're great in every context. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're very handy for eye surgery. Yeah. And also for um, TIE fighter disembowelment. Mm-hmm. I love lasers in all your sci-fi things because that's 100% not how lasers work. Just to be clear off the top, because I don't, I don't want to mislead anybody, this topic today is not lasers. It's not. Uh, what up, God? Oh, you know, not much. It's the holiday season. You know, we just finished Turkey Day, mm-hmm. moving our way on to Christmas. Chicken is, Day. Ugh, that's a whole thing. The ham Day. Yeah. It's also that time. You know, it's winter. Everyone's mm-hmm. starting to slow down. Or at least it's winter in the United States where you, where you are. We, uh, I just uh, spent Thanksgiving up in Big Bear. We got about two feet of snow. Yeah, it was really really nice. Mm -hmm. Uh, You were there. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, I loved, uh, you know, when something feels like your nostalgic idea of something, that's always cool. Uh, Yeah, and then it's also happening in the present tense. So sometimes, uh, you know, because I'm an overthinker, sometimes I can be like, is this actually warm and cozy and like presently a good time or is this like some sort of feedback loop of nostalgia yeah well that's something that's really interesting about perspective because in any other situation because you chose to go to the snow Mm -hmm. you're like oh great this is wonderful i love it however if you were in russia where it was snowing all the time and and snow caused you to freeze and lose your limbs you couldn't eat Mm -hmm. you wouldn't think the snow was that great that's right it's the same principle i think as like an escape room Yeah. yeah yeah it's not fun Getting locked in an actual room that you can't get out of. Right. And we did get snowed in and the power got shut off for a while in the whole neighborhood. So, you know, that could be a terrifying scenario. But for us, it was just, you know, cute and kind of cozy. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of dangerous things that human beings opt into that are are terrifying. Mm -hmm. Roller coasters, for example. You know, you're, you're, you're going really fast. You're dropping. Your body's flying all over the place. But you pay good money for it. Okay. Well, here's my question. It actually touches on an episode from previously. Sure. Uh, we were talking about, you know, war and sports, right? Right. So why didn't we just evolve out of the finding it necessary to, like, exercise that war muscle or for these purposes that we're talking about, like a flight or fight muscle? Why well, didn't we evolve out of that? Why do we still have to, like, indulge that with these made-up things? I will tell you, this answer comes a lot with why people ask me that why not just have everything be great all the time. Mm -hmm. You need to be challenged. Why? You need to, because if you're not challenged, you don't grow. You know, if you look at the sort of the science of everything, let's say you've got a muscle, okay? If you never use that muscle, what's going to happen? It's going to atrophy. Exactly. And for our purposes, I'll say it's a psoas muscle. Sure. Your psoas muscle is going to atrophy. All right. So it's the same thing with everything in life. If you don't expose yourself to challenges and and things that sort of put you to the test, Mm -hmm. you'd never gain anything. That's true about why human beings love competition so much. If you were never in competition, you would never really feel any sense of significance, which you love feeling. If everybody was just cool and good and everyone got a, you know, an effort prize. Thank you for showing up. You would never feel good about yourself. Well, then what's the point of, you know, free love and like, you know, everybody on equal footing then that that equality we're, we're taught that to we're taught to value. Well, I guess so. I guess that's what I'm saying. But like, yeah, what what's this dichotomy of we need competition, but it's also unhealthy to have competition. And Oh, it's super healthy to have competition. OK, it's also I lo- in- hey, I love. It. Yeah. Go, go I, I have a competition in me. <laughs> I want no one else to succeed. It's true. Yeah. yeah. I will say you're, you're touching on two different things. Mm-hmm. So when you're talking about equality, um, I think human beings should treat other human beings like they're other human beings. And that's really what the fundamental principle of equality is. You're just a person. I'm not treating you any more or less than anything. And when you're talking about competition... You know, that's something that becomes very specific. So you could be a really good artist, and then there's another person that's a really good baker. Now, you're both probably better than the other at their other person's thing. Mm -hmm. Um, That doesn't make you any less of a person. 
you've got your own thing that you're good at. And everyone's got something that they're good at. You know, you're not the best at everything. That'd be crazy. No, but, you know, we can dream. You would love to be the best at every single skill in the universe. Yeah, absolutely. Of course I do. But then think about how bored you'd get. All right, so I give you the magical powers that you are the best at every single thing. Mm -hmm. Now what do you do with yourself? I want to work to where I'd be the best at everything. Sure. And then when I achieve that, when when I get there, I'd also be the best at finding a black hole and passing through it successfully. So I'd probably walk into it and go into a parallel universe where I was the worst at everything again and start all over. See, but then you're saying that you need challenge. Once you've become the best at everything, you got to start over again. Well, you said, wouldn't it suck to be the best at everything? And I said, no, well, that's an admirable goal. Because you're, you're talking about the only way to fix it is going into a black hole in another dimension. That's your only solution to the problem? That just seems to be the, the logical conclusion to me. Right. It's not that's the solution. The, the solution conclusion. is hard work and, you know, hair on your chest. And Well, let me ask you this. If you didn't want to have challenges and, and games, if you will, it would be like you were playing basketball as an NBA player mm-hmm. against a bunch of six-year-olds. Yeah. Now, sure, it could be fun. We're like, oh, look at the six-year-olds passing the ball back and forth. But, like, you're bored out of your mind. Mm-hmm. You're understimulated. And that's a big thing that human beings do is they need to be stimulated. Uh, I think I just saw a pod of tourists go by because that was a segue <laughs> yeah you i've just been segwayed great um so today's episode in light of that is is actually about gaming yeah all kinds of gaming right yeah some episodes are like really in my wheelhouse right sure some episodes are not in my wheelhouse because i'm out of touch with the the world that we're going to be living in for mm. that hour or 45 mm-hmm. minutes or whatever uh, this is one of those because... Oh, really? Well, yeah. I mean, I personally, I I grew up playing video games, but um, they weren't like the most important thing to me. However, I was so captured and fo- by and fond of the Nintendo 64 when it came out. That was a big, big part yeah. of my adolescence. Mm-hmm. I love that system. It's still my favorite system. Yeah, you played it a lot. I played it a lot. Um, Banjo-Kazooie was my favorite game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The Bird and the Bear. Just magnificent, beautiful game. But we're talking about video games today. We're talking about board games. We're talking about RPGs, live action, LARPs. LARPing. I mean, everything's on the table. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, You know, I'll tell you something that's been really fun. Video games and the technology behind them right now are, are amazing. They are absolutely astounding to me, the things that human beings have created. Because I got to see, you know, the first video games... And human beings were just as excited then, like when Pong came out, mm-hmm. when you're like, we managed to make this bar move up and down, and you're hitting another pixel back and forth, and people lost their goddamn minds. Yeah. Yeah. It was really fun to watch. And now, there are whole stadiums full of screaming fans watching people, you know, shoot lasers, as you, as you brought up before. And- Do you know what LeBron James looks like on the modern NBA 2K game right now? LeBron James. LeBron James. Yeah. He looks just like him. He's not just a bunch of dots it's anymore. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, you also have virtual reality. You're creating your own worlds that you can step inside. I mm-hmm. mean, you know. I went to I went to this place called The Void in Glendale mm-hmm. where you strap on, you know, you put on the uh, VR helmet and stuff and you have like uh, guns and, and everything. And it's it was like a Star Wars experience. Right? Yeah. So I won't spoil it. But some shit happened. Yeah. And it's scary. And you really get like, you know, every you can feel a surface. If you reach out and touch it, you can feel it. Sure. Um, but they've just mapped like the virtual version of it onto it. Yeah. You'll notice that there's a lot of um, there's a lot of shooting and killing things in all the games that you make. Some of them are silly. Some of them are like, let's repeat household tasks. You know, <laughs> here's a cooking game. Can you cook? Yeah. Yeah, well, you could do that in real life, but you can't get points for it. No, you can't. Yeah. Um, and uh, it takes all kinds of different temperaments, and they're all satisfied. Sure, but you really do love shooting things. You love shooting alien creatures, uh, monsters, ghosts. There's lots of those happening. Mm-hmm. You know, that human beings use video games to, you know, there's a, there's a guy who's a, who's a plumber who steps on turtles. You know, what's his deal? I don't. That's not eco-friendly. What's he mad about? But we love him. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know what's he mad about. What it, I I I guess the 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 lesson of Mario is that there's a turtle infestation in your plumbing, and that has to be eradicated. Well, you know, you watch people when they're in the creation process, mm-hmm. the things that they're working out that they end up putting in the games. You know, if you look at Mario, the ve- the very first one, that turtle's just walking back and forth, mm-hmm. minding his own business. Now, the rules of the game is if that turtle bumps into you, Mario shrinks in size or he dies. Mm-hmm. Those are the two results of coming near a turtle. Right. Right. So this is a... This is the world humans made. So this is a, a, a you know, a tale for anti-vaxxers? I don't really know what it is. The things that human beings make video games about, you know, they're, they're very fun. They're artful. Mm-hmm. I can definitely tell you that... The storytelling that happens is dynamite. Right. Um, you know, I think it's a really interesting medium, but it also, you know, practices that same sort of, um, you know, human beings love escapism. They, they, they are continually unsatisfied with the world I made. Well, this and is they something... want to make a new world. Well, this they can is so... step on turtles. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up, God, because we talk about this almost every week and i leave without satisfaction and then i'm grumpy sure. in my car yeah um and what we talk about is that human beings are continually dissatisfied with the present world around them mm-hmm. and yet what we're talking about today is the the majestic wonder of what human beings have done by creating worlds that are are exotic and foreign to them and things that you can inhabit now so what's so wrong with that Well, I'll tell you what's wrong with it is that human beings love creating a world, but they're only looking at a slice of it, which means they don't ever have to deal with the cause and effect of the rest of what it would mean if that world actually existed. So in your perfect virtual world, would every video game just be infinite? No, it's not that every video game would be infinite. Here's here's the luxury human beings get to have... uh, with making video games versus making an actual planet. Mm-hmm. It only has to serve one purpose. Okay. All right. So you're seeing a small portion of it, which doesn't have to obey any laws uh, that affect any other laws. You know what I mean? Like you can die and then instantly get reincarnated. Mm-hmm. But if you kill the turtle, it doesn't get reincarnated. No. No. But you wouldn't want it to. No, you wouldn't want it to. You've got all these things set up. That only apply to a very small slice of life, which means they can't exist in any realm of physics. There's no science behind it. There's no uh, laws of nature. That makes sense on a literal level. I just don't see what's wrong with that. I don't see what's wrong with making it into a story and enjoying it. Mm -hmm. I do see what's wrong with it when you look at that and go, why can't the world be like Star Wars? Oh, I see. Well, if there was this magical force moving through everything and everyone can push stuff around and... You know, nobody ever hit themselves with a lightsaber? That's not real. Well, it's barely real in the prequels. Yeah. Also, why are stormtroopers walking around wearing armor that doesn't protect them from anything? That was not well thought out. But that's there's the Empire has a long tradition of ineffective soldiers. Right. Uh, battle droids, as George Lucas himself said, your Jedi's can just cut them down like they're butter. Mm. They're really not very effective. Mm-hmm. He did say that. He did. It's on a special feature. Yeah. Uh, I think we should probably bring on our guest. Yeah. So uh, we're talking about games today, right? Yeah, All I love All kinds of games. And um thrilled to have this person on. Um, her name is Kirby Winslow. Mm-hmm. And she's like well steeped in game culture. She loves all kinds of games. All of the games. So she's going to, I, I assume that she's really going to educate me about some stuff that I just don't even know, I wouldn't even think of to ask. All right. Are well, you ready to play God? I am, but before we do that, we got to take a break. Take a break. We'll be right back with Kirby Winslow after this. Chestnut roasting on this open ad. Jack Frost asking you to go to their website. This is copy of a thing I'm involved in. I guess we should start right now. What's up, everybody? 
Main Street Caroling Company is Southern California's premier holiday caroling group. The uh, premier holiday caroling group, and that means something. So, yeah, it's a, it's a great group. Uh, we, we carol all around the city. Um, we, we perform all of your holiday favorites adorned in modernized Dickensian costumes. Dickensian? Dickensian. Hello, chaps. Yeah. I'm going to sing a Christmas carol for ya. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we are available for audiences, big and small, at themainstreetcarolingco.com. If you want to have your heart warm this winter, call the Main Street Caroling Company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're like a hot toddy for your ears. Oh, let's end on that. All right. Da, 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 hey God, hey, da, I've da, got da, da. a friend who is on this podcast right now, and she is gonna talk to <laughs> us about all kinds of gaming. What's up, Kirby? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> it's going great. It's good. <laughs> I love these fun themed intros. Yeah, this is awesome. This is actually my first podcast, so what? Yeah, I mean, I knew that. We're honored. <laughs> I'm honored. I get to be here with God. Thank you so much <laughs> yeah. for spending it with us. Yeah, yeah. So. You heard some of the stuff I was talking about in the intro. This yes, was... very, very interesting. All the stuff I want to dive into today across the board. Loved that. <laughs> Just, I don't have a better question for you, except what is your life? Fair enough. Um, first, let's get it out the way. I was not named after the video game character. It was actually my dad. He named me after a soap opera character. So who knows where that came from? And awesome. then it just so happens there's a vacuum cleaner named after me, and then the cartoon, and then that's everybody. Everyone keeps talking I about mean, that. Everybody's got to say that. Too. Oh yeah, all Especially the time. Especially when, when they find what line of work that you're in. Exactly. Yeah. He's one of the best players on Smash Brothers. I mean, that's just a universal. I mean, that's truth. the only character I play. Sure. Yes. Yeah. It, it, it's a broken character, but that down B. <laughs> broken character? Like emotionally broken? <laughs> oh, no, no. Is that why he overeats? <laughs> no. Oh, well, that's actually a good maybe. Yeah, he's eating his feelings. Mm-hmm. He always wants to be someone else. But he's living his best life. <laughs> yeah. Why do you say he's a broken character? <laughs> well, I meant like mechanics wise mm-hmm. to OP, uh, overpowered for you. I mean, oh. you knew that guy, right? You, you yeah, I'm caught up with the slang. Cool. Is he the god of uh, <laughs> Smash Brothers? Listen, I keep trying Maybe. to Maybe. <laughs> I would say so. There's a lot. Please use as much lingo as possible so we can catch all the old people up. Right. What's I'm going to be I'm going to be one of them. Mm-hmm. Great. But In yeah. fact, I might every now and then I might just say glossary. Yeah. Oh lord. And that'll be and your cue. My cue to, to define let you know. What you just said. Awesome. Okay. Um, so OP, overpowered. Overpowered. Yeah. Um I feel like that character in Super Smash, or in Brawl in particular, which is like a a version of Super Smash Bros., um, when you're playing it, it's just so easy to affect other characters, to take down their their health points, and it's a floating battlefield Mm -hmm. uh, for that game in particular. So if if an opponent, like, knocks you off the field, some characters, it's harder for them to float back, or maybe, like, they use their grapple gun and shoot on the ledge to, like... Uh, get back up on the playing field so that they don't lose a life, mm-hmm. whereas Kirby can just float. Well, this is a great point. This brings us back to what we were talking about before. If you're too overpowered, if you're that NBA player playing against six-year-olds, it's right. not fun anymore. Yeah. It's a broken character. In, that, in this scenario, I have to agree with you. Yes, I do. Um, but I feel like it gives people that are playing these games a sense of power that they may not have in their real life Mm -hmm. and because it's a closed off game and like or a scenario that won't affect real life at the time it's okay to have that moment of like like playing sims for example yeah oh my god (laughs) we get to be many use (laughs) it's mostly drowning So, so let's guilty, so, guilty. Also, I've done that. <laughs> and also sex. There's a sexual yeah. element to the sex well, that I, I tried to tap into as a 13-year-old. Sure. 100%. I, I will reflect this back to you human beings when, you, when you're trying to understand me and, and I'm trying to understand you. I, I'll shine a real light on what it's like. You get one ounce of power to control something. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that you do is you build walls around them and starve <laughs> them. 
You put them in the pool and you pull the ladder out so they drown. Mm -hmm. You you kill them. You kill them and torture them. Your first goal is not, let me make a fulfilling life for them with a beautiful house. Well, when you're given that type of, like, space to play or to explore or to learn about the powers and capabilities that you have, you kind of go to the extreme. Think about when you have Mm -hmm. a child. Or a toddler um they go and waddle around like oh can i touch this can i play this they don't know any better they want to see what is possible for them what the boundaries are yeah yeah and you're automatically given those boundaries in a game like sims like you have your lot to build your house to mm-hmm. create your family and all that stuff but so you can't invade the neighbors you can't invade the neighbors but you can do whatever you want in that space so it's like no holds bar. Let's do it. Let's just see what can be done and let's see the repercussions of it without being held accountable for the consequences. That's why uh, companies like Rage Rooms are popular. Oh, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. You get to be unhinged in a safe space. Yeah. And I think that's what gaming, video games, tabletop, it is a it is a world of our own making that we get to do whatever we want. Mm-hmm. So. Well, it does bring about an interesting thing. You you, in a lot of way, are giving power to people that often feel powerless. Right. I mean, that's why you see there's that stereotype of the secluded young person who doesn't talk to anybody because all they do is play video games. Mm-hmm. And it's because they're finding power in that space, but they're not finding power in their regular life. Yeah. No, it's wonderful that they get to have a place that they feel good and strong and confident. However, it also becomes like a feeding tube in the fact that because they're satiated, they mm-hmm. don't go and face challenges in the real world like we we're talking about. And then they don't grow. And then they don't have the skills that they need in the real world. They've got super awesome video game skills. Yeah. Which are paying off now. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't deny that. There seems to be, I, I think about this sometimes and there seems to be this big gray area of like when a lifestyle of gaming is useful and when it's like unhealthy. And where exactly the tipping point is. Mm -hmm. Well, here's the thing. I mean, we talk about this all the time. Everything's in balance. Yes. You know, in Japan, they have a video game that is about simulating having a girlfriend. Mm -hmm. So in some ways, that's great because these young gentlemen are learning how to talk to ladies in a way that is healthy most of the time. And however, they're also not putting themselves out there. Because they're, they're satisfying that, that hunger. They're mm-hmm. stifled. They're stifled. Yeah. So it's the same thing with human beings and social media and real connection versus like your online connection. If you check up with a friend on Facebook, you didn't put much into that. So you also don't get much out of it. Mm-hmm. It's a food drip. However, the reason why I made you hungry is so you would go out and find food. It's the same thing with connection. If you are satisfying yourself online all the time. You're never hungry enough to go make real friends in real life. Yeah. And that's that's what's happening with streaming now. You know this, Kirby. <laughs> You're watching all these people yeah. having their friends on in the background talking to each other. Yeah, I um working with a lot of digital content creators and seeing them work on that platform and seeing their audiences interact with them. Specifically Twitch? Yes. Right? Yes, Twitch. Um, I think it helps assist with that wall that you're talking about that's being put up by people that are just playing strictly video games where Mm. it's just interacting with the digital character or face or something whereas twitch um irl streamers for example i think it's glossary oh uh, (laughs) (laughs) thank you um in real life Mm -hmm. so they are more face to face they may not be playing video games on the live stream they would be out in the world maybe they'll they'll take their stream their video game or their 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 camcorder or whatever they'll take it out into the world to go shopping or we're gonna go get a tree together we're gonna do this and she she or he is taking their audience with them on an adventure Mm -hmm. so it's like one of those things where it's the next step to balance it's not quite there but i think various versions of gaming and interact digital interaction and eventually adding real life interaction like going to visit your friend in person Mm -hmm. all those put together is a good balance for someone so this is that brings up an interesting thing and it actually strikes a personal chord with me i want to put this out on the table here but 
this would be like a Twitch live streamer who's going out and doing her her errands and stuff and putting up her personal stream and stuff. Yeah, but sure. But then she has she has uh, uh, Twitch, you know, followers mm-hmm. and audience. So I think from the perspective of that audience, like they're not the famous Twitch person. They're somebody who likes to have her on, maybe in the background, maybe looking in the foreground. But sometimes it seems to me to be like to have just activity on in the background, just to make it feel like there's somebody else there with you. I will say I do this sometimes, even though I have a I have a very vibrant and healthy like social life. Mm-hmm. But uh, I also there's this um, YouTube channel called Red Letter Media, and they do mov- movie reviews and stuff like that. Nice. And sometimes I just throw that on. Yeah. Um, and uh, they're 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 really smart, and I do learn a lot about film and stuff from them. But sometimes I do just throw it on just to have like voices there. Well, here's the big thing: human beings are hungry for connection. Yes. You're hungry for it all the time, mm-hmm. and now you actually have the means of doing it. So. You know, back in the day, you got most of your connection from your family, which is why family values is such a big thing for older generations, mm-hmm. because th- that's the only people they ever saw. They were the only ones in the house. And But now you can connect with any person in the world at any given moment, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And you asked if it was bad or not. And, you know, everything has its ups and downs. But really what you're doing is you're sort of mainlining connection mm-hmm. you've got a constant endless low dose pouring into your body which is different than if you shut everything off and just had eye contact with someone mm-hmm. you know they're totally different foods oh yeah that you would have well i i guess my follow-up question would be like what I- what leads to a more <laughs> what leads to a more rounded and developed person having that in the background or shutting everything off and say you don't have anybody to make eye contact with for mm-hmm. a long time. You just think your thoughts. Well, I would say this. You got to have a healthy dose of everything. Mm. You know, having really deep, personal, one-on-one, intimate connection, it's a lot. It can be really intense sometimes. And sometimes you'll need to take a break and have some alone time from it. But basically, if you spend 10 minutes with a person... A hundred percent being present with that person. That's the same thing like a week's worth of micro dosing things on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I didn't know it worked on that scale. Right. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like it's a it's an intense cocaine hit. Uh Yeah. 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 So Kirby, what hooked you? Just to games. What originally? It was the social aspect this kind of goes against what we've been talking about so far but i didn't have all the ataris or the sega genesis or the nintendo 64 at first um all i had was a rinky dink hand-me-down pc it took two people to carry it it was huge Ah. it was on the dining room table didn't even make it to the office and we had dig dug we had Mm, um the Zoo Tycoon, I got Sims later on. But the game that me and my mom really bonded over was Nancy Drew. Mm-hmm. There was a Nancy Drew Oh, there game? still is. There still is. Oh, my God. And it was a first person, so you didn't, like, see her face. You just saw her hands in front of her. Okay. But, like, okay. you would go around and solve the mystery of that game. It would be, like, Nancy Drew and the uh, Cursed Tower. Nancy Drew and the... Uh, ghost seas at bay and there's like over 30 of them at this point probably 40 but we play together yeah and i'd finish my homework i'm like can we play now can we play now she'd play the expert version and i'd like sit in the chair next to her and i'd watch her play like she's like who should i uh ask questions to who should i investigate who should i da 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 and i like be with her on the journey and then sometimes i play the beginner's version and then she'd be there it was our bonding thing yeah and um so I got phys- like like in-person uh, connections with my mom doing that, but then we were also bonding over something digital. Yeah. And I think that now, today, games like Nintendo Wii, uh, Jackbox, which is like a party game that is a digital on Jackbox a digital server. Fantastic. 
fantastic. Right, it exactly. It totally enhances hangouts. Yeah. It, it enhances hangouts. You get to be with people physically, creating that balance where technology is a pro. It's not stifling yeah. someone. Mm-hmm. They get to be with people and be with friends, but also being merry about this cool game that they get to like bond over. You just jogged my memory about something, and I think you brought up something really insightful, um, which is the way that even uh, a digital game can reveal, um, you know, analog relationships, as it were. Right. Uh, I think back to when I was in high school, um, one of our traditional nights, just like you, you know, we didn't have an arcade around. But it became a tradition for us to like watch Family Guy and then have a giant Halo party. Nice. So yeah. we'd, we'd string Xboxes throughout the house and we'd be in like several different rooms and we'd play, we'd play Halo for hours and hours. Now, the thing that strikes me about it is that when I think about those times, it's not the game that I remember. Right. It's the people that I remember. Even though we were all looking at the screen together. Yeah. You know? Um, we were all holding controllers and looking at this digital thing, but I think back to those memories and the feelings that I have were feelings of bonding with people that were in the room. Yeah. It yeah. was like Billy leaving you for dead and not reviving you and you cursing him to the high <laughs> heavens and your dad coming God down. Damn it, Billy! Right. <laughs> like it's those moments and it's so great. And you get that in all different types of games. Yeah. But, well, listen, I mean, what you talked about is a really beautiful thing, which I love about gaming and video games and tabletop, is human beings get to go on an adventure together. Mm-hmm. And nothing bonds people more than going on an adventure together. Now, in the past, if you wanted to have that kind of bond, you'd actually have to leave your village and go on an adventure together. Uh-huh. Right. But way more dangerous. It's yes. way more really dangerous, and it's less fun because you actually are starving as opposed to starving in the game. Or you did break your leg, and yeah. now you've got to get home, and you could die. All of those right. things are slightly less fun. Right. But yeah. the thing is, is you get to go on adventures together where you're actually very safe, but you get to enjoy the highs of facing challenges and facing a challenge together is probably the biggest bonding experience that you can have. Mm. Yeah. You know, part of the things that enhance human connections, the things that you're looking for, is the fact that you suffered through something mm-hmm. or you faced something big and you overcame that thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a huge reason why people that go to war together are so close or sports team players are so close to each other. Or even couples that have gone through some sort of tragedy come out the other side, you know, connecting in a way that they never could have been before. This is true. Yeah. yeah. What you're saying is like resonating with me so much because it reminds me of my D&D campaign that I'm in right now. Sure. It was three other people that I didn't know beforehand. And it was just, we all knew the person in charge of the game, the dungeon master. So he brought us together and it was just like, we'll just see how to test the water, see how you guys are. And then slowly but surely we grew a rapport and it's been almost a year now that we've been playing together. Yeah, I think that the level, actually the the level of stakes are raised in games like Mm -hmm. D&D because you develop this character before you even hit the table. You grab your dice and the game night is upon us. You've created this backstory for this character. This character that you're playing has lived their life, just like an acting role, like you develop the character that you're going to be playing. And it's like, if they die, the, the sacrifice, the, the pain, it's kind of sad. It's super it's like, real. It, yeah. it, it's just Not those moments. You remember those moments. You're like, remember when you almost died? Remember when you rode that dire wolf and then busted your head open and died? Like, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's great moments. It's fantasy and it's not real, but it was real with the people around that table. Well, it is real. Your perception and your memory, they're, they're all experienced the same in your brain, mm-hmm. whether it's real or not. Because it's the same chemicals get your... Same thing. Your right. big chemical guy, God, right. as I've learned. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a blessing and a curse. It allows you to experience those high highs that you're talking about. But I've also seen people lose their character and, you know, mourn it like they mourned a loved one. They're depressed <laughs> for yeah. a month and they quit their jobs and, yeah. you know... 
you get to live whatever story you want to live. But those stories sometimes are also the things that cause you the most pain. Like one of the things that you love giving, you know, getting on my case about is you want to know why all these bad things happen or mm -hmm. why can't the world be this way? Human beings have this story of they want things to work out a certain way. And that's the only thing that causes them pain. The reality of the situation is exactly the same, but they can get really happy about it or really sad about it. It's totally in their power. I actually agree with God on this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. But the beautiful thing is that power exists all the time, which means you always have the power to shift your own internal gears. Mm -hmm. If you can sit around with a group of friends and, and pretend like you're riding a dire wolf, that's a fun afternoon. And you can do that anytime. Yeah. So why not? Why not play? I just did a live action um, murder mystery. <gasps> it was great. It was an old Western thing. Oh, fun. It was wonderful. We did it um, over Thanksgiving when we had everybody together, about 13 of us. And um, Peter, who uh, uh, the, uh, my friend Peter Servatius, he came up with this, you know, he got all the characters together and he sent us all our like packets and stuff with all our abilities. And this, awesome. by the way, this is still new and novel to me because I'm not like steeped in this world, but it was like, okay, it's all so right. It's so fantastical to get something like that in the mail though. Well, it, it like, was. Oh, it's it was. Real. We all got it. Yeah. And then, you know, leading up to it, we're like, okay, we're probably going to kind of half pay attention to it. When the chips are on the table and we all have these packets, <clears throat> people are like putting costumes together with dumb clothes that don't match. <laughs> we're just like, my name is Elijah Entwistle and I'm a traveling yeah. pastor. <laughs> so I'm like holding confession in the shower by pulling the shower <laughs> curtain and stuff. Uh, oh, that's amazing. Unbelievable. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, and it, it wound up, you know, I, I wound up in a shootout with my good friend Ryan where he I shot him and killed him. But with his dying breath, he strangled me with his arm. And it oh. was Oh my gosh. So we wound up in this, you know, this embrace on the ground where we were spooning each other. In real life. In death. Yeah, yeah in real nice. life. Nice. we acted it out. <laughs> yeah, but that's beautiful. And what you've just talked about is, is like one of the highest moments of life because you're connecting. Mm -hmm. you're, you're playing with your friends. You know, what else do you need? And, and the crazy thing that drives me nuts about people and how, how unsatisfied they are with their lives all the time you could do that at any point. Yeah. Yeah, that's red. You want to toggle over to some audience questions? Let's do it. All right. Yay. Got a couple audience questions on this gaming day. Well, just because I'm curious. Mm -hmm. Y'all know what my favorite video game slash board game is. We've already talked about it. What's y'all's? Mm, favorite video game at the moment is going to have to be Uncharted series. Does that count? Can I say the whole Uncharted series? Sure. It's just so I'm a sucker for adventure. Um, loved Indiana Jones. Loved the the Mummy. Brendan Fraser, not Tom Cruise. Thank you. That can burn in hell. <laughs> Brendan Fraser uh, is my guy. He is everything. Oh my god. <laughs> um, but just the Uncharted series. It's funny. It's comedy. It's adventure. It's like. All the potential of like, man, if I could go out in the world and go find a fancy treasure or something or a hidden city, can you imagine? And you get to live through this character named Nathan Drake and it's fun and action packed and it's just, it, I love it. I love it. It's right up my alley. I love that game. What about ever? Ever? Yeah. That's so hard. What's yours? Ever. Well, my, okay, so my favorite video game has always been Banjo-Kazooie. Um, I, I loved Pokemon. Oh, I yeah. I loved the original Wait, Pokemon. what Game Boy did you have? I had Game Boy Color, and I played Red. Nice. Um, and then I played Silver after okay. that. But I, I, I had Red. I started with Bulbasaur, um, and Pokemon was just freaking awesome. I loved yeah. it. Uh, Pokemon yeah. Yellow. Yeah. You yeah. Yeah. Start yeah. with Pikachu. Yeah. I'd say my favorite video game, it's got to be Mario Kart. Oh, and and the reason, right. well, the reason why is it's probably the most um, balanced game in the fact that, you know, if, if you're behind, you get a helping hand, you turn into a bullet and you fly to the front. Oh, yeah. But if you're in front, you're just getting bananas and shells and, you know, you got a blue shell chasing after you. One of the things that is really satisfying is 
you have that moment where the person that's in first, no matter how good they're dominating, there's always a blue shell coming up behind you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Always that lightning bolt and you get squashed. You know, there's a way to beat the blue shell. What is it? Are you going to tell us? Oh, my God. Should I ruin it for Yes. People? Yes. They want to know. They They're all want omnipotent. to know. This mystery that everyone's been trying to crack the code. Oh, you, well, you can't just bring it up and then tease us. All right. Cuts to ad. Okay. Here's <laughs> a, here's, I'll, I'll tell you how to beat the blue shell. All right. You can do it in the latest version of Mario Kart. After this. No, no, no. I'll do it. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Here's what you got to do. You have to be holding on to a mushroom. Okay. You got to just have that one lucky card on you. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's a little bit of a moment where the blue shell pauses right above you. And when it does, you use the mushroom. And you will speed burst out of the way just in time. That's, oh. that is savvy, God. It requires some serious skill, but here's I'm what I'll say. taking notes. <laughs> if you've got a blue shell coming at you in life, but you happen to have a mushroom card... And you do things in just the right way at just the right time, you could avoid that catastrophe. So your lesson is if you were hopefully born with a mushroom card that you've been holding on. Oh, you no, no, no. A mushroom born. card could be anything. Yeah. It could be your mental state. You know, if you're prepared. Mental mushroom. Yeah. A well, mental why, mushroom. Why would you throw blue a shells at blue people? shell at someone when they don't have the tools yet to defend themselves? Well, because the only way you're going to get those tools is by facing a challenge. And failing? Well, you don't know if you're going to fail until you stop getting up. Well, you, well, if I don't have the mushroom. Well, here's what I'll tell you. You can get hit by the blue shell and still win the race. Happens to people all the time. Fair enough. But people will come to me often and say, you know, you, you keep throwing these roadblocks in my way and these challenges. And, and my response is... You, you refuse to do anything different. Yeah. I had to blow this thing up so that you'd finally get out of that job that you already hate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, when you, when you lose something, it's an opportunity to actually gain skills to go after the thing that you keep asking me for. Yeah. You know? Okay. It's not even that people say the, the Lord works in mysterious ways. <laughs> it's, it's very direct. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted this thing. You never were going to leave that place. I get you fired from that place. Now you're finally gone. Then you're like, well, I want this thing. I'm like, great. Start developing the skills to go with that direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they go, well, I don't want to do that. And they go, now I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, except blue shell. Blue except shell your blue life. Shell. Yeah. I'm going to blue shell you until you finally get your shit together and start doing it. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's PSA. PSA. The more you know. <laughs> the more you know. Rain, do, 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 do. Rainbow Road. <laughs> Uh, well, how many times have you listened to a friend that's like, I really want to do this thing, and then, you they know, the same, do yeah, do oh, the same oh, 10 years Oh, my gosh. The it's a trope at yeah. this point. It's right. a life trope. It's every day of your life somebody's saying they're going to do something they don't do. Um, and then I want to I, I address one more listener question, sure. because I think that's a topic that this uh, lends itself to this episode, um, and, uh, and it's just something to chew on. That I think we're always chewing on. We've probably talked about it in other episodes too, but yeah. I'll just say it. Well, uh, so what do you guys think about people someday living in virtual reality? Possibly downloading or uploading our consciousness to... Have you seen Black like... Mirror? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's probably the one happy ending in... <laughs> oh, San Junipero? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that version of it can be okay. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? Well, do you uh, let's, let's say, do you <laughs> have to tiptoe around this? No, you you I can. Don't... We can dive right in. We can blue shell this topic. Okay. Um, do you think that if you had the choice to upload your consciousness and achieve a sort of uh, everlasting immortality. life, immortality, mm-hmm. would you do it? Uh yes. Yeah. Yes, because that's a whole nother conversation in itself. Um, part of me has a no. All of me has a fear of death and like what lies beyond. So uh, God comfort me on that. <laughs> well, I mean, you're going to be a part of everything. I mean, I think right. that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's hard to grapple with that because like no one comes back and is like, hey, it's okay. We're all good. Don't worry about it. And when you see, well, when you're down this hallway of like life and the only door at the end of the hallway is death, 
but then virtual reality comes around and it's a window Mm -hmm. on the side you want to take the window you want to we for what we know we all know what happens you die and you cease to exist dim dim done um but with reality it's like virtual reality it's like there can be more we don't have to we want to hold on to as much as this beautiful thing you gave us as possible yeah but let me throw this out there for you when i say you're a part of everything you're a part of everything that exists even beyond the earth so your limited experience of the universe right now is just your own personal life and what i'm saying is you get to be a part of every single thing in existence which means planets that are light years away you can experience and spend eternity learning and experience everything that has ever existed and that's not enough for you well you just want to be kirby for forever no i thought that was a different thing i I, I think that's yeah i think that's different to be able you had mentioned earlier yes to be the best at everything to know everything and all that stuff that Mm -hmm. that's cool i would want that but all i've known in this lifetime right is kirby but that's and it's exactly, scary sure. that there's more beyond like I maybe if, if you believe in reincarnation or like being a part of everything in the world, like you become everything a part of the world, like that's great, but I don't know that. Kirby's right. conscience, Kirby's brain, mm. Zach's brain, Zach's conscience does not know that. And but it's do, scary though. as shit. <laughs> well, here's what I tell you. It is scary. But this is the exact same thing we are talking about, about leaving that job that you don't like. To go after the thing that you really want. People love the the devil you know. You know, you're like, I I hate this place that I'm at, but possibly having happiness is scary. So I'm not even going to fantasize about all the magical, amazing things that exist light years beyond. Mm -hmm. Because I want to hold on to the thing that I know. Look, there, there are all kinds of magical things that exist beyond your current version of you. But even if I told you that you'd turn into a magical unicorn that could travel around the universe for as long as you'd like, you'd still find problems with that. You'd still go, well, I want to be Kirby, and I want to, you know, have the same house that I know. And I'm like, I'm promising you anything that you ever wanted. People people are afraid. Um, what was your other question? We, like, took a dirt road and got real off topic. I'll tell you what. I love these dirt roads. This maybe <laughs> yeah. some oh, of the yeah. richest stuff on the podcast. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that I, I, I honestly don't think I had another question. I think all of my questions have been answered. For now. <laughs> yeah. This is great. Games this was are, so we've amazing. decided, like, games are good for society. Games right? are great. I think they're good. Yeah. Well, everything's got a plus and a minus. I hate to be the Debbie Downer. Okay, sure. Yes. But what I will go back to that Halo Night thing that I was talking about before. And, like, I, I'm, I can only speak personally, but that was something that I had never really interrogated the premise of until you came here, Kirby. Really? Um, yeah. yeah, because I was, I, you know, I just, it had always been, like, a positive memory in the back of my mind, but I never really thought about the fact that who I think about are the people that were with me. Um, and it was the game that helped us uh, get to that place, like yeah. personally, yeah, on a physical, personal level. Most games are fun with other people anyway. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Even Go if on they're on the other side of the world. Yeah. But it, it, it's the best ones are when they're right there next to you, experiencing, experiencing it live. In right. person, yeah. Um, yeah. So thank you for just you know bringing that stuff up. Thank you for just bringing your expertise as well. Oh, stop! I'm just a novelty fan of. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But you got so much passion and heart about it. Thank you. Sure. Yeah. I I will say yes. I am very passionate, and I love things that make people happy. And I think that where we're at in terms of gaming and video games today. There's a lot of potential to bring more joy to people when it's used correctly. Yeah. 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 Well, speaking of that, tell us a little bit about, you know, tell the world what you got going on. Sure. I, mean, I know what's going on. Um, yeah, you know. Um, I am currently working on a project on Twitch called SideQuest. Yeah. It is a variety channel where each week we will be putting up Shows across the board, such as Chat Venture, where we just kind of control 
the host, uh, similar to Sims. Yeah. We drop her in a city and we get to control her via poll on what she gets to do. Oh, Try man. foods, go uh, indoor skydiving. A real person. A this real person. A, yeah, 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 yeah. This is incredible. We have another one that's more like the gamer version of The Amazing Race called uh, Speed Run. And um, that one's a lot of fun. We take our audience to places that they may not be able to get to, mm-hmm. like conventions and special events in the greater L.A. area and beyond. Um, and our last one that we have on for now is called Tra- Craft Duel. And that's more like a craft show where we have different guests coming in and doing craft challenges. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. Definitely check it out. It's Twitch. Uh, .tv slash side quest. I can't wait to check that out. That sounds amazing. Yeah, they're super fun. Yeah. People have a good time. <laughs> well, Kirby, God, this has been a pleasure. Yeah, this It was so really much fun. fun. I loved it, yeah. Yeah. And if you want to hear more fun things like this, make sure you, you subscribe wherever you get your podcast and, you know, like, leave a review, all those, you know, hip things. Yep, and you can tweet us at Podcast. Yeah, send in some questions. And, uh, you know, go out and play with some friends. Go have an adventure. Throw throw an old school Halo party. Uh, throw go some... play hide and seek. Go play hide and seek. Oh, what a great game. <laughs> Oldie but a goodie. Oldie but yeah. a goodie will always be appropriate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Culture. Artist owned, fan supported.